Rusty Quill presents. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hey guys, welcome to the mid-season finale for season four. I can't believe it's already time. Expect a goodie next week and then we're right back into the season. By the way, the Audioverse Awards are happening right now, and it would be so cool if you would vote for me at audioverseawards.com vote. There are a bunch of different categories, so feel free to vote for me for whatever categories that you think that I did well in. Speaking of things I do good, not grammar, but if you like the show and want to support it, patreon.com slash woe underscore begone is where you can do that. Instrumentals, early episodes, soundtrack albums, if you're paying attention to this comment potato on the at woebegone Twitter account post for this episode, and so much more. Thanks to my 10 newest patrons, Indrid Cold, Broro, Tom P, Aaron G, Sydney Patchett, Derry the AI Union Representative, Jessica Longacre, Morgan Jackson, Arena, and High Blesties for supporting the show. Enjoy. Warning, this episode contains a description of violence. Listener discretion is advised. Hello? Are we are we recording? Is there supposed to be like a green light or something? Normally when I do this at home, I can see the program. Okay, and I just, uh, I, I talk now. Are the levels okay? Uh, mic check? Uh, spec, spec, spectacles. Tint, tint, tentacles. Test, test, testing, one, two, three. We're good to go? Sorry, I just, I need this to go right. I, I really want this. It's important to me. I'm sure you understand. Thank you so much for this opportunity. I know you told me what I can and can't say. I mean, I've got the list right here. Uh, You'll cut out the parts that I can't say, right? Like if I slip up, you'll still send it with those parts cut out, right? Okay, I'll, I'll try. I didn't mean that I'm not going to stick to the talking points. I'm just scared that I'll say something wrong, and then you won't... Sorry, I'm, I'm grateful... I swear I'll try. I'm overthinking things. Let's just get started. Hi, Edgar. 
it's me, it's Mikey. I love you and I miss you and I'm relatively safe. I wish I could hear you. Uh, I guess I need to prove that it's still me. With the way the technology is these days, someone could easily fake my voice. Hmm. I don't think anyone knows that I call you my little panther when we're alone. Nobody needs to know our cute, gross nicknames for each other. So, now you know it's me. I'm not being allowed to call you on the phone. Not yet, they're telling me, though that does not fill me with optimism for later. I don't know how long it's been for you or when you're going to be receiving this, but for me it has been so long. Months, at least. Maybe half a year from my vantage point, but then there's this whole temporal reality superimposed over my vantage point that I have not been allowed to observe. We may have been apart now for longer than we were ever together, and that scares me. I hope you haven't forgotten about me. I hope you haven't moved on. I guess I hope that. Honestly, I'm selfish, and I hope that you're still clinging to hope of finding me again. It's probably better for your mental and physical health if you aren't, though. I am trying to stay alive enough to be found. It hasn't been easy. <laughs> I sound like a soldier in an ancient war writing back to my betrothed that I met like two weeks prior. Dearest Edgar, I am afraid that I might not return from the front. I have sustained a small cut on my knee, and since the only medicine in our time is whiskey, I am cursed to die of painful infection. Please leave my skateboard to next of kin. Yours in death, Michael. I am in some quite capable hands where I am now. How you want to interpret that is up to you, but I will say that they are proving themselves to be capable of the task of keeping Mike Walters alive, if nothing else. I've learned that is an especially difficult task, one of the world's greatest feats, if previous holders of that occupation are to be believed. I can't tell you their names or the name of their organization. They won't tell me the name of their organization. If there even is one? They act like there isn't a name for their organization, but that can't be true. Like, there, there has to be one at some level. How do you organize an office and s schedule meetings? Like, what's written on the iCalendar? The mind boggles. But you can imagine the type of organization that would be interested in the Mike Walters experience and under what conditions they might prefer to keep me under, namely lock and key. You would be entirely right in your line of thinking. I'm doing some important work in our shared field of expertise. I'm useful to them. That is both why they have me and why I am so far unable to leave. They have granted me a decent amount of leniency in talking to you. I have been providing some excellent advice and fieldwork for them, and this message is the first carrot that they have offered as a reward. The line of work provides enough sticks as it is. I have been promised even more upon completion of another set of tasks, though they are ramping up in difficulty considerably by nature of the work. They are aware that I have told you some things about my profession. You, of course, picked up on important context to what I told you while you were working in Old Brush Valley. They know that you're capable of piecing together many aspects of the situation and inferring the rest. They also know that you are difficult to get a hold of after a certain point in time. These are people who fancy themselves experts at contacting people across a wide range of temporalities, which indicates to them that your journey along this road is merely getting started, in which case I beg you, Edgar, please stop. Please. If you are getting more involved in this, stop. If it is for my sake especially, stop. It has turned me into a monster. It is not a transformation I will allow you to make. I don't recognize myself in the mirror anymore. It doesn't help that someone shaved my beard, not the organization. They aren't monsters. I killed a pig a couple of weeks ago, and you know what I felt? 
not nothing. I felt relief that I got to hit something with a ball-peen hammer. An actual pig, not metaphorical. No remorse or sorrow. Relief that I could rend flesh and organs and violently destroy something. That's what I've come to. A monster. By the way, did you know that it's called a ball-peen hammer because the round end is for peening metal, which is when you strike it to make it stronger? We're in the wrong profession, Edgar. We could be peening for a living. We could be peening right now. Did you miss how I would riff to bring levity to a situation that didn't call for it? I mean, that's why you married me, right? I think it says in my file that we're married. I don't know what that means. If we got married, I sure as hell don't remember it. They won't tell me why they think we're married. It gives me hope that one day I'm gonna get out of here and find you and you'll be alive and you'll still wanna be with me and we can actually run away and nothing will be there to stop us and we can move to a small town away from civilization and set up a metal shop and peen all day, every day for the rest of our lives. They've been putting me through some pretty extreme tasks, though they pointed out that it's nothing that I haven't been able to handle before. It's been rough though. I might not come back to you in the same condition that I left in. Ownership of me changed hands for a few months and the new owner wasn't as responsive to my personal needs as the organization. No toys, no catnip, just a litter box if you get my drift. I'm on the mend now, though. All I had to do was kill a man and frame another man for murder to earn my keep. I can say that, right? That I completed the challenge and that I framed him for murder? Like, I, like it's not like it happened anymore. Like, I, it's fine to tell him. Plus, you're about to have me noted. I'll keep that stuff vague. I do wonder what kind of condition I left in from your point of view, Edgar. I don't know what happened after I left. I don't know what overtold everyone about what I had done and where I had gone. I made a horrible set of decisions that played out in a way that left one less person in the world, but from the outside it might have looked like nothing at all. Over might have covered it up. To everyone except the shadowiest figureheads at the center of the operation, it may have appeared that things went on as usual, sans Mike Walters. This could all be news to you, but I made a decision, and that decision was irreversible because of what happened at 357A. The only reason that I suspect that you aren't being held by Over or by someone else is that this organization is having me record this message to be sent to you. If you had been taken into custody after 357A, I doubt that they would think that this would reach you. When I left, our vacation was being viewed as highly suspect. I still don't know what that means. I don't know if that's the truth or not. Cause and effect have a way of not working temporally when I'm involved. If I led you into danger and I don't know it yet, I'm sorry. I'm more sorry than I am capable of expressing or that you would feel comfortable receiving. If I led you out of trouble or danger and don't know it yet, you're welcome and I love you and you could never owe me anything no matter what I've done for you. And I'm sorry if that's squishy and cloying and gross. Absence makes the heart grow fond. And fond, as you well know, can be deglazed from a pan and used to make all kinds of delicious sauces and gravies. Emphasis on gravy in my case. As far as the checklist goes, I've got one more big thing that I have to do for these guys. After that, I don't know what happens and I'm sure that they don't either. When I did this the first time, this point was where things started to get fuzzy, less regimented. I especially am unsure of what happens because of the state of over when I left. What happened to me would not make sense to happen again. I don't suspect that I will be earning my freedom upon completion of the next task, but I do think that things will change. I can't see the light at the end of the tunnel, but I can theorize that it might be there. We get married, after all. That's what I keep telling myself. We get married. I'm not even thinking about that as a happy ending, or the right thing for us to do as a relationship, but it's a thing that happens. I need to get back to things happening to me. Like normal things, not like weird things. So I think that I'm getting towards the end of the time that I'm allowed to speak semi-freely. As you might have figured out, they are not letting me send you this message out of the goodness of their hearts. 
There exists some goodness in some hearts around here, but I don't think that any of that goodness is the driving factor for the way things run around here. Even the reward aspect of this message is not fully altruistic. I will work harder because of this. I will do better what I am told and follow orders without asking questions. They are correct about this. And I'm not just saying that because they're listening. Sizable, obtainable, considerate rewards are how you get a good performance out of your workers, or your captives, or your weird hybrid of the two with the perfect eyebrows. Maybe not as perfect as they used to be. So, here is the call to action, Edgar. I have been told that this message will be delivered to you on a specific day, which is the day that these instructions are for. I'm going to sound clinical for a while as I read off the instructions. Please bear with me. I'm sorry, and I love you. <clears throat> in order for the plan to go off without a hitch, we will have to be in sync with you. These instructions are designed to give you plenty of time to get the steps done in time to do the final step within a precise time window, even if there is an unforeseen circumstance or person that presents itself during the process. Because of the potential security interference with our mission, it will have to begin under cover of night. You will need to access 116E after hours, which will be trivial for you. You should enter 116E via the front door at exactly 11pm in 0 minutes. The plan is to enter Tier 2, but first it is important that you make a trip to the warehouse in the back of 116E. It is urgently important that you be alone inside of the warehouse. Please bring a strong flashlight to ensure that you will be able to check your surroundings, as well as a sharp knife for accessing sealed boxes in the warehouse. As you are likely aware, there are a plethora of boxes across many bays in the 116E warehouse. You are going to be looking for a box in position 65N. This bay might take some climbing to reach, which shouldn't be a problem for you. Obtain the device from the box in bay 65N and put it in your bag. Using your flashlight, check again to make sure that you've not been spotted. If you are spotted and positively identified, it is important- Wait! Wait! I never agreed to that. I'm not gonna tell him to do that. Fuck, this is what I get for agreeing to something without reading the whole thing. God damn it. You thought I would have you thought I wouldn't object to this? That whole devaluing my life thing that I do sometimes, it's not a shaggy dog thing, it's not an act. I really would rather suffer death or a grievous injury than have him get hurt. I'm not joking, I'm calling this off. This was supposed to be my reward, remember? Not another way to make Mike Walters suffer. No, I'm not doing it. Shut it down. I'm not going to tell him to do that. You didn't tell me it was going to be that dangerous. Fuck, Edgar, I wanted you to hear me, but not like this. If you're going to... Edgar, you're never going to hear this, but I love you. I love you. I miss you, Edgar. I... If you were spotted and positively identified, it is important that you have your knife ready in order to respond to any witnesses with lethal force. Even if they are unarmed, remember... A positive identification of you and what you are doing will be lethal for both yourself and me. You will be acting to ensure my safety. Once everything in the warehouse is taken care of, exit the warehouse into Tier 2. This should happen at exactly 11.19pm. Please wait until exactly this time to exit. This should afford you more than enough time to fulfill your tasks. You should turn your flashlight off and put it into your bag as you enter Tier 2. From there, you will take the device to... No, he won't know what that means. They want you to take it to the boulders, Edgar, the one that you can see if you walk along Marissa's route. There's a name for it, apparently, but I've never seen it anywhere. I don't think it's written anywhere in that lot. I mean, the whole thing is supposed to be unassuming, like there isn't anything there. But you know where I'm talking about. You've seen it a thousand times. That's where you're going, and... No, goddammit, these instructions... It should be exactly 1126 as you enter the site from the Tier 2 entrance. Once you are at the site, there is a high likelihood that you will see someone else already interacting with the site in an obvious way, maybe entering a code or entering a device into a slot. This is expected and has been factored into a part of your duties in order to help me. 
As with the potential witnesses in the warehouse, the other person or people interacting with this site at the time that you were scheduled to be there pose a lethal risk both to yourself and me, along with posing the added risk of jeopardizing the mission. The consequences would be quite negative for everyone involved. Please dispatch with them immediately. Edgar, I'm so sorry. Please don't do this. Please don't. Once you are alone at the site, find a rectangular panel. It should look indented, as though it takes some sort of rectangular key. You do not have this rectangular key, but we will be using the device that you took from 116E to interact with it in a different way. Take the device out of your bag and set it on the ground in front of the rectangular lock. Attached to the device, you will see an antenna and two wires. Extend the antenna as far as it will go and angle it such that it points towards the center of tier 3, which will be roughly somewhere behind your right shoulder as you do this. Then take the wires and attach them to the left and right sides of the metal rectangular lock using the clamps provided at the end of each wire. When you have done both of these steps, double check your work and then push the power button on the device. It should be the only physical button on the entire device. You should press this button at exactly 11.45pm and 0 seconds. It should power on, making a slight whirring noise of mechanical parts moving as well as a light. Please wait for the light to turn from yellow to green and then from solid green to quick, erratic blinking. Like a modem, this signifies that data is being transmitted from the device. Once you are sure that data is being transmitted, congratulations, your task has been completed. You should then make your way as quickly as possible into 116E and out the front. Avoid all contact with people and being spotted during this time. It is not as important as when you had the device, but it is still an extreme liability. You will have no need nor way to contact us after you've completed the task. The transmission of data should alert us nearly immediately that you have succeeded, and the data provided will go a long way to securing the operations that I am a part of. Thank you for... I, Edgar, I didn't write this. Um, thank you for being such a supportive and loving husband. You know that I would do anything for you, and I intend to as soon as I have completed my important work here. I love you, Honey Bear. This, this is not my nickname for him. I just talked about this. The organization will let me see you as soon as I complete my important work. I have not been told the reasoning for these instructions, or what completing this plan will accomplish. This is the plan of the organization. They are telling me that it will help me without giving me any of the details. As you might imagine, there are several different groups at various levels of organization that are all competing for similar and limited resources. Your actions tonight will give us crucial insight into the actions of those groups and their intersection with the attack on 357A. It will also allow the organization that I am working with to access material that they have not been able to access before, including some information that they were unsuccessful in getting from me when I worked it over. That is what they are telling me. And I want to get the hell out of here, and I'm hoping if I continue to do as they say and perform well, they'll let me get the hell out of here one day. That's the end of the script. Can I just have some time to talk to him, like, like for some last words that are mine? <sighs> I'm sorry to ask you to do all of that for my sake. I'm sorry because I know that you're going to do it and that you didn't think twice before deciding to do it. I know that you're going to do it unhesitatingly because you love me and that's what I hate most of all. I don't deserve that and I don't deserve you and I'm dragging you down into the depths of hell with me and yada yada yada. I just want to lie in bed and watch a fucking movie with you, Edgar. I'm so goddamn lonely. There are people here, but they only talk to me when they need me to do something for their operation. Most of the time, I'm alone in a room that I'm not allowed to leave. It's not any different than when I was taken hostage, except I can lie in bed all day. Most days I want to lie in bed all day. This whole situation is upsetting, but it also sucks in a very boring way. That somehow makes it even bleaker. This is what suffering looks like, sitting around all day, wasting my whole life, everything that I ever knew slowly getting memory hold as I commit violence for the sake of an organization that keeps telling me that they didn't kidnap me, but it failed to convince me of the distinction between my situation and a kidnapping. 
Anyway, time's running out. I love you. Fuck everything. Fuck the world. Burn it all down and start over. I love you even more than I did when I started this message. I would kill or die for you. I'm tired of worrying that I'm being too precious when I talk about you. I love you. I'm going to rend the world in twain with the magnitude of what I am ready to do. I am the world's most tired man, and I'm going to expend every single last modicum of energy into complete upheaval of the earth and its parts. I'm going to get out of this one day. Fuck the world, and... I love you. That's all the time that they're going to give me. I love you. We'll talk soon. Actually talk. Actually soon. I love you, Edgar. Goodbye. How was that? Do you think they'll buy it? Surely between that and the surveillance info we got from Cannonball's account of being stalked, you should be able to get them under your thumb. I mean, how could they resist acting on this intelligence that they intercepted? It sure sounds like I asked them to do something important. Something worth killing over. I'm sure they won't even notice how suspiciously easy it was to pick up this info before it could be put to use. And you have them where you want them, when you want them. Maybe you'll actually get some info this time, as opposed to when your boots roughed me up for no reason and got nothing out of it? I'm still waiting for you guys to have a physical therapist look at my hand, by the way. You owe me that, like, while I'm here? The acting like I was refusing to read those parts of the script sold the performance, in my opinion. It makes it feel like it wasn't planned, like it was done by a real hostage really being force-fed lines. I did it with the cops, too, when they asked me to prepare a statement about the third challenge, and they were getting just a little too hip to the fact that I wasn't Donnie Evans. An emotional performance can buy you a lot of time, because the emotion makes it impolite to question whether or not the words behind the emotion are real. I find the key to acting is to internalize the fact that you truly miss your boyfriend and are abjectly lonely in his absence because you're being held prisoner by a powerful organization. You know, method acting. Sorry, truth hurts, but it doesn't hurt you as much as it hurts me. Though you should take note that the emotion behind my performance is not fake. I really would burn it all down if you asked me to put him in danger. The difference being that you wouldn't be able to corral me back into the recording room. My cooperation would be permanently over. You better give me one hell of a real phone call after I, uh, cannonball. And you'll have to let me know how far we've gotten as far as tracking him in the morning. I'm just too tired to pour over it tonight. That took a lot out of me. You know that it's cruel, right? You know that you've done me a cruelty, making me dig down into a real place and scrape the sadness up and out for your benefit? I don't feel okay about this. I feel awful. I want to lay in bed and cry for a while and then fall asleep, and I plan to do that. Assuming that you don't have anything else you're going to make me do? Sorry for getting riled up, but you brought it out of me. So, uh, fuck you all, fuck your stupid little project, fuck you for not saving me from Cannonball because it was better for the intel that way. Fuck you for making me limp around this huge fucking complex without anyone trying to help me. Fuck you for not giving me a real phone call with Edgar. Fuck you for not tracking Cannonball down yet. Uh, fuck you all in general for basically everything. A double fuck you goes out to Ty if he's behind that two-way mirror tonight for being so nice about how awful this has been for me. That actually makes it worse. <laughs> fuck all of you. I'm limping out of here and going the fuck to bed. Thank you for attending Inside the Actor's Studio. Good night.
Obtain the device from the box in Bay 65N and put it in your bag. Using your flashlight... Flashlight? <laughs> oh my god! Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50-80% to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to Quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns.